Next time you're hanging out on pluginboutique.com, throwing instruments and effects into your basket and checking out like a drug kingpin, think of your friends Timmy and Jimmy first and visit through our affiliate link instead. You can find the link at A4P Podcast or in the episode description, and it means that we get a wee proportion of the clams you spend when you buy something. Welcome to Appetite for Production. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Oh, well, maybe just a little bit more. This is a podcast where we talk about music, tech, news and views. I believe that's exactly what it is, Tim. Oh, wow. Wicked. What a slick intro we just did. Amazing. Tell me what we're going to do today. Well, nothing is happening in the world of music tech. Um, But we might talk a little bit about a couple of new plugins and Live 11, which is dropping right now. Yes, Tim, I can't wait to hear you uh, uh, get into the discussion on the Live 11 beta because we're definitely not recording this intro after we've recorded the entire podcast. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, don't let people know what a sausage of a production this is, buddy. We definitely record the intros first and have no idea what we're going to do to talk about and then record the rest of the show right tim yeah you sing behind the curtain guys and james is the wizard of oz and i'm dorothy featuring toto Tim, you told us last time that you are uh, in the beta team for Ableton Live 11. Uh, How's that been going, baby? It's about to be released. Uh, Okay, yes, it's fine, James. The Live 11 beta is fine. I've checked out all the new bits, all the new stuff, and it's pretty cool, though it's not really aimed at the sort of stuff I'm into, particularly, I wouldn't say. Though I would like, to be fair... The update for me, because I was getting into live really when it was around the time of live eight, particularly, I think. So eight was a big deal for me. Nine was a big deal. Ten was a bit less of a big deal. Um, I remember whining a bit about the uh, automation lanes. Eleven isn't really aimed at the sort of stuff I'm into, but they haven't broken it, which is the most important thing. And they haven't made it a giant bloated turd, which is, I think, what we're always worried about when it comes to live updates, basically. I'm usually worried about bloated turds in general, but... Um, mm, they're worrying. Maybe, maybe you can remind us what's what's new. Okay, so the, ma- the, the real main shit is it, it has comping capabilities now, James. <laughs> yeah, that was That's it. That's <laughs> right. But, like, the thing is, this will be a massive deal for some people. Me, personally... I'm just not interested at all, really. It's not. It's like, because, th- you know, when they did, I didn't think MIDI capture was going to be a big deal at all. It changed <laughs> the way I make music or whatever. <laughs> so I'm not going to write this off completely, but I really don't think it's for me. Comping works very, very simply and elegantly. If you start recording, it still records it all to one long MIDI clip, as you're familiar with. But now there's an option where you can right-click on your track header and you say, show the track lanes, and it'll magically show all the stuff you've recorded on different lanes. Mm. And you can highlight it, press enter to send it to your main lane, um, or you could use the pen tool to select it. And it's really as simple as that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I imagine if you are doing a lot of vocal recording, or, I don't know, 
What other stuff do people I mean, record? Flute? You, you, you don't even have to be doing like traditional recording. You could just be uh, re- arranging different versions of a track. You know, you could have completely different samples, for example. You could have a different bass line or something like that that you want to experiment oh, with. Oh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I like because it does it for MIDI as well as audio. I should be, I should be clear. I mean, <laughs> like when I play a MIDI part, I'm generally playing a maximum of three or four notes because that's how I roll. So I don't think that's really going to be on the cards for Timmy. Well, no, that um, works but because yes. you've, you've got a maximum of three or four fingers, haven't you? Yeah, I know. Look, <laughs> we don't want to talk about the accident. But yes, <laughs> I have three or four fingers. Medical science isn't sure yet. Um, no, it's because I make music where it's you've got very, it's very simple. It's beats, as you described, James. Yes. It's not proper, it's not proper music. It's, it's not beats. music. So, um, so yeah, so I have maybe a three or a four note synth riff rather than proper actual music. But it seems like it, they've in- implemented it very well. And additionally to the comping, there is a, uh, it's got a sister feature, I like mm. to call it, um, which is linked tracks. So you can now link tracks. And when you do something on one track, it'll do the same thing on another track. <laughs> That's how linked tracks work. So what you can do is and this works this works for like doing fades and stuff and like warping and like sort of basically anything that you can kind of like mirror on a kind of uh, horizontal axis, so anything that's happening vertically on the same tracks, basically, you, it'll like do it. So say say if you you could say have two if you had two versions of your comped vocal one of them's processed or whatever with a kind of crazy processing on it um you can link them and then the warping and the comping changes you make to one will be reflected in the other so this is you know potentially pretty cool tool if you're doing vocal stuff or you're doing drum stuff Mm. um so that's good the only thing is you still can't really affect multiple clips at the same time, you you still can't change the fade points of those at the same time or whatever. It doesn't fix everything that you're not able to do. Comping may not have changed your life, but uh, is, is this, have you found any useful um, use of this? Uh, well, I tell you what I do do is that I will use layers of multiple MIDI instruments to like build up composite drum sounds or whatever. But I don't know, to be honest, if this is really going to help with that stuff. I mean, it's 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 kind of it feels like it's kind of like a really cool bonus for the comping stuff. Probably something I'm not going to use. Right. So two sort of damp squibs for you personally, but I'm sure they work very well because it's Ableton. And, you know, some people get a, a lot from them. What what else has come in? I mean, are, there, are there any new instruments or effects? I can't remember. There are new... Oh, my God, those seagulls are very loud, mate. Yeah. So I don't suppose you can... Is this, have you, like, your windows open or whatever? No, they're on the roof, like, literally on the roof. Oh, Jesus the roof here. <laughs> this is really distracting. I'm really sorry. <laughs> How do you think it is for me? Oh, I know. Like, it, there is, they are literally as loud as you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there are some new uh, instruments and effects. There's some new... Well, in Sweet, certainly, you get a bunch of new instruments effects, including some instruments that are made in conjunction with Spitfire Audio. Mm. Um, So you get like a brass, a string, and a piano, and they sound real cool, but on the interface front, these are real simple. They're just like little tings with you know, like eight macro knobs, basically. But they sound great, so that's nice. That's good. Um, 
and you get a bunch of kind of like and you get a couple of spectral effects which which sound pretty cool and um and some like a bunch of randomization things there's a new hybrid reverb and there's like a uh, a kind of a sort of a weird kind of like like old kind of digital delay sort of like pitch shifter based effects which is you know really huh. designed for um doing crazy stuff i mean all of these new instruments and effects they do feel a bit max for livey, just kind of like reskinned as you know actual right. um, live plugins, whatever. They don't feel as like as slick and as involved as something like Wavetable or Echo, for example. Mm. I would say. And there's also like there's a bunch of like randomization options in there as well. You can do some randomization stuff that you couldn't before. You can have more involved macros now, having between one and 16 macro knobs, and you can randomize your macros. There's new follow action stuff. I don't, uh, I, you know, I don't really use Life for Life performance, so I don't really use any of that stuff. I'm strictly a arrangement view guy, really. Did so you, I, did you get I used to the that. follow actions? Because you, um, you, you didn't know what they were recently, and I was telling you that I used them a lot. Did you mess about? Yeah, I did. I just have no no use for them, no interest Aww. in them myself, personally. Um, what you can do with follow actions, though, in uh, Live 11, is you can now loop a sample that is unwarped. Yes, they've done it, the mad lads. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that doesn't really... You know, I mean, I would always, if I was going to, because I do loop unwarped samples, I generally just load it into Sampler or something like that. But now mm. you have the option to just do it in an audio clip. What are these uh, uh, spectral effects that you were mentioning? Spectral resonator and spectral time, uh, oh. which are, it's like a, so spectral resonator is like a kind of comb filter style effect, basically. Everybody needs that. Yeah, well live doesn't have a comb filter in it and sometimes i think oh maybe i'll try and use a comb filter and i have to revert to using something like oh my god i don't mm. know if you remember that one i do you're shit out of luck if you want to use a live stock comb filter well not anymore james and uh, <laughs> if you've got sweet that is and also i believe it i believe these are only in sweet and spectral time which is like a granular delay uh, sort of something that I wouldn't really use too much, but it's nice to have the option. These sound fine, and the um and the hybrid reverb is pretty cool. It's uh so as you might have guessed with your music tech mind, mm. it is both an algorithmic and a um, convolution. Convol yeah, thanks. Uh, I was I was struggling. It's got impulse responses in it now as well. So uh, yeah, so it's got it'll convolution up your reverbs, mate. You know what I find that I, I'm on Live 10 and I just thinking about what I've actually used in the last, God knows, couple of years. I don't know if I've used any of the uh, features that came about in 11. I probably used some of the actual door features, but I've certainly not used any of the new devices. You know, I love my plugins more than I lo love my stock things. Yeah, I mean, I feel that um, maybe Ableton are victims of their own efficiency. I mean, mm. I didn't particularly use any of the new features in Live 10 that I can think of. Where was When's MIDI capture? Is that Live 10? Yeah. I think it was actually. I think it was okay. maybe 10.5 or something like that. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So it's 10.5, of course. That's the one. Yeah. So, yeah, I do use that. But apart from that, I don't really use too much new stuff. I mean, the thing is, they've got it so good since nine, I feel, that there's really not much they could have added that I personally would have really wanted. I was trying to think what they could have done that I would have been really into. I would like to see improvements to the audio to MIDI stuff. And maybe what I'd really like is maybe Melodyne style um, mm. polyphonic MIDI audio, like polyphonic audio editing uh, sort of stuff. That would be that would be sick, but that is a bit of an ask, really. Yeah, I feel, basically. I, I don't know if I speak for everyone, but it just feels like we don't need more devices. We don't need more stuff. Yeah, we just need them to not fuck with anything that's currently there. That yeah, I mean that is that is really where I feel like I'm coming from as well. And obviously, you know, they are a company business. They need mm. to keep making new versions. There's some other stuff in there as well. There's enhanced CP performance monitoring, which had been useful to me back in the day um, <laughs> before I was on my beefy machine I'm on now. So you can see what tracks are really taxing your CPU. Yeah. And there's like MIDI scale modes and stuff and everything, but I'm not too worried about that, basically. Mm, that's fair enough. It's, it's it's not knocked me out, but some of those devices sound pretty cool, but I just don't use the devices that are there anyway. I use plugins, so I don't think I'm... Mm, I'm yes, yes, right, that's right. I'm not going to lose any sleep over the fact that I'm not running Live 11. Um, Do you, yeah, you know the, the, the new hybrid reverb would have been a bigger deal for me before Pro R came out because yeah. I feel Pro R has just dominated that whole area. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one other thing I should mention. It now has the ability to follow the tempo of an audio input, Ooh. which is designed to make it work kind of like in a collaborative uh, live music performance thing. I didn't have the best luck with this. It feels like it maybe needs still needs a little bit of tweaking to be perfect, basically. Oh, maybe you're just not recording your drum kit properly. Uh, well, probably not. <laughs> I mean, what, what I actually tried to do is I tried to get it to follow with some records coming ah, in from a turntable, clever. like a DJ might. But it didn't seem perfect. It did seem to be. It did seem to work quite a bit better when I was just clapping into it, basically. Well, there you have it. Uh, Tim Kant says Ableton Live Eleven quote not perfect. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Look, the thing is, I don't want to be too critical uh, of it because I feel like for some people, this like hipsters basically who do record themselves singing or something hipstery like that, what? or do some kind of hipster star live performances, they'll probably love it. I am a bit of an old grump, so I feel like I shouldn't write it off. I mean, yeah, the main the main takeaway is takeaway for this is, don't worry, they haven't ruined it. <laughs> and uh that non-ruined thing you can uh get an upgrade price through your ableton account i'm not sure how much it's gonna be but also this podcast comes out on sunday and ableton live 11 it is out on the tuesday two days after but if you're listening to this before the, that tuesday and uh, you don't have ableton you can uh Get it currently 20% off before the launch. You can buy Live 10 and automatically upgrade to Live 11. Uh, so there's some useful uh, clam saving advice. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably uh, worthwhile getting that discount if you've been playing with the live demo and are thinking of upgrading. For me, it's still my favorite bit of software ever, ever, ever. So, yeah, I think you it's... You love it, don't you? I think it's really fantastic, James. I mean, I use it <laughs> almost every day of my life. Oh. I don't hate it, which is a pretty good achievement, I feel. <laughs> Wife material. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. 
if Ableton Live was a woman, a hot German hipster woman, you better believe I'd be proposing. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Tim, I want to introduce you to something new. Although it's not really new because <laughs> we've seen this a million times before. It's... It's a remote collaboration platform. Ah! Oh, what again? <laughs> it's actually not really full collaboration. It's like you don't get a door or anything. But this is Lander Sessions. And uh, what they've what Lander have done is create a video chat and conferencing service similar to Zoom or Skype, if you ever heard of any of those two things. Yeah, I have heard of them. I know and what's it, going on in the world. It's designed with uh, musicians in mind. So if you get on a usual sort of uh, what you might call a video conferencing uh, service which we're all overly familiar with these days it might it usually won't prioritize the audio it will prioritize the video yes that is a pretty important point actually because especially i you know i like to be heard at all times i don't want any of my quips to go missed and sometimes mm. in a zoom call if you're not like the loudest person screeching you get ducked in favor of something else so uh, yeah <laughs> it's important <laughs> That is true, but I don't think you should have a problem with that having a load no, of, like, no famous, famously shit. loud, powerful tones. <laughs> um, but yeah, also uh, your Skype, your Zoom, your Google Meet—they also do <laughs> do stuff to the audio. They process it. For example, they'll do uh, echo cancellation and mm. uh, they'll remove background noise. They'll filter it and stuff like that. And that is no way to demo some music. Uh, with Lander Sessions, what you can do, you get your standard sort of video and audio chat, but you also can put a plugin on your master or I guess on any other track. And that will also be transmitted along oh, with words. it. And get this, Tim, supposedly you can share your screen. What? Do you know what, James? You know how I'm grumpy about literally everything we talk about, and I hate everything, including life and myself, yeah? Yes. This actually sounds like a good idea. Oh. oh how would you use this? Okay, let's go for a hypothetical scenario where you are... You want to help somebody make some music, uh -huh. uh, and you want to collaborate with them. You get, you'd put it in your DAW and pipe the audio to them and share the screen with them. And you'd be like, hey, look, kids, why don't you do compression like this or whatever? And then they could uh, <laughs> learn from you. You could try and extort some money out of them. What about that? Yeah, I guess so. That's fine. I mean, I was I was skeptical about whether it's necessary. But yeah, if you if you actually have the need to transmit or transmute high quality audio, then I mean, there's got to be some sort of audio compression. You, you can't surely send a 24-bit WAV down the pipes and have it arrive intact at the other end, can you? I don't know, mate. It's been a long while since I've been top on top of how fast the internet actually goes. I mean, the thing is, even if, even if it's lossy compression, which it surely must be, it'll probably still sound fine. As long as it doesn't sound like an MP3 from, like, 2004, mm. um, it'll probably sound great. Yeah, exactly, that's fair. But So, yeah, you can get uh, Lander Sessions, you can start a session, and you can get 15 minutes for free. And the only way to get it unlimited is to uh, get a premium membership. Okay, drop the bomb, James. How many clams for premium membership? It's not that much of a big boy bomb. It's uh, 39 UK clams per year. Oh, that's pretty flipping reasonable. Um, so, if, and if you are, te like, sort of teaching online, 
that feels like it's incredibly reasonable, you know? Yeah, it's not that bad. And yeah, that's the premium version that lets you do unlimited things uh, with apparently up to 17 people. That'd be good for universities, but probably not for <laughs> for you and me. Yeah, no, but that seems, that seems really reasonable. I mean, that seems like loads cheaper than a premium Zoom subscription. I guess so, but that's for businesses and, you know, wankers who have loads of money. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess when you're dealing with the, the people in music world, you've got to think they're probably scraping by as it is. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've you've turned me around on this. I was, I was going to take the piss out of it a bit, but it's decent, you know, and it's um, if they're allowing you to show what's happening in your door and let people hear what's happening in your door too, then um, it's good. It's better than using anything else at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's easy to be critical of Lander because their core business is online mastering, which is traditionally something that people, rightly or wrongly, probably rightly, are sniffy about. But this this seems to be something that could be good in the world. So, uh, yeah, fair play to them. And well done on not pricing it out of everybody's range. Yeah, man. I mean, it feels like money could start to be a real problem for people sometime soon, James. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news. No, I think you've been saying that for years, though. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm not not changing that tie. Uh, Tim, I want to tell you about something that I've been working on for the last few weeks. No, oh, um, working, aim. Uh, a plugin company called Pulsar wanted me to help create a video for their new plugin, which they released the other day. It is the Pulsar 1178. Do you know what 1178 is? No, is it two better than 1176? Yeah, it's basically uh, two 1176s. It's a stereo version. Uh, hey, look, I am not an algebra expert, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that is how the, the original hardware worked. And, oh, uh, okay, okay. That's how the plugin worked. So yeah, full disclosure, I was, I was paid to make this uh, walkthrough video, but I wanted to tell you about the plugin, uh, not in a paid way, but because it's crazy and uh, cool. Um, oh, okay, do it, do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really use really any 1176 emulations. Maybe the steep slate ones, maybe, but not even that much. In that, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not much of an analog guy, uh, but using this was very fun, and it uh, does a lot. It's, oh, really? Uh, obviously, the 1176 was good because it's got a very, very, very fast uh, attack, so it's um, very good at. Harsh, oh, I love fast attack. Yes, slam it in there. Transient compression. This one also has look ahead and uh, look behind too. So uh, there's a lot of customization of that. Um, I didn't even know look behind was a thing, mate. This is news to me. Well, it is now, baby. Oh, um, wow. Because it's a stereo version, you can do it in left, right, or you can do it in mid side. And there are some cool channel linking options where you can like, you know, where you, you usually have... Yeah, uh, yeah. Linked or unlinked, but this one has also got an invert mode, so you can drive one channel from the other and the other from the one. Uh, So let's say you're in mid-side mode, you can use the mid signal as the sidechain for the sides, for example, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to use the invert mode. Uh, It's also got an entire sidechain EQ on it, like not just sidechain filtering, but literally an entire, I think it's a five band EQ or something like that. So you can really customize what's getting responded to and a nice little uh, Pro C style oscilloscope game reduction meter too. Nice. All the the mod cons, plus it's got uh, saturation with like four types of saturation in there and calibration 
vibration over each one. So it was, uh, if you're into your analog, you will want to mm. check this out. Yeah, right. So before we go any further, do you, I assume you know the clams on this bad boy, do you? Yeah, the clams on this bad boy are uh, usually 149 euros. Intro clam price, 89 euros. That's quite a discount. Do you see that uh, crazy interface with all its uh, stuff on it? Not only mm. do you get... Oh, Wow. That is a gorgeous interface, James. Yeah, it's got a lot on it. You've got the usual compression stuff, but you've also got, like, what is it? Like, three types of metering and an entire EQ for the side chain. And it's it's, it's a thing to behold. Oh, it's also got the uh, the classic all buttons in mode uh, in the ratio selector. Yeah, the but the color scheme on the buttons is like a tasteful 70s vibe. It's almost reminiscent of a TR-808 color scheme which i really appreciate was early 80s mm. yeah that looks nice enough man yeah so if you're into your analog uh check it out at least get a demo or something but yeah i didn't want to sort of shill on this because i've been paid to make the video but uh, well you're shilling very effectively for someone who doesn't want to do any shilling hey i don't want to blag or anything but is there anywhere i can get an nfr code for this uh possibly i've had a few people ask me to get it i bet you touch. have but yeah it's an eye lock but uh, native eye lock i'm not going to say any more about it because I don't want to shill, like I said, but um, it, was, <laughs> it was very interesting to uh, have a play with a really nice uh, analog compressor with so much crazy digital functionality on it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe I need to check out some other compressors or whatever. So uh, this seems like a good idea. That is the Pulsar 1178. And don't watch the video because I'm in it. Tim. I had a, a harebrained idea yesterday uh, okay. that will probably, probably never come to anything. Mm. Um, but what if you and I, as the podcast, were to commission uh, somebody to make a plugin and this plugin, get this, Tim, yeah. it's going to be the ultimate utility plugin. Okay, I'm listening. So... I mean, I imagine it'll be free, and uh, the name comes first, obviously. It's going to be called Altility. Oh, nice. Very good. Okay. I so like that. That's good. That's a good name. In fact, I'm sold on the name alone. What would you have in the ultimate utility plugin? Oh, I want to have the ability to swap the left and right channels, because it mm -hmm. seems to be that that's something that you don't really get anywhere for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, I'd like a decent flipping game control please okay. how if that's decent right. you mean one that goes up very high and comes down very low yes yes it, no it and i hey it doesn't just go down very low it goes down to minus infinity james ah, that's yes. right into the depths of hell itself inf in um, oblivion inf yes yeah, inf indeed uh, and well, hey well, i wanted to go up to infinity as well how about that <laughs> what do you uh, think about I, that genius I imagine there's a technical limit on uh, how far you should let it go up but yeah that would be that'd be cool what about is this too much for a utility what about a quick uh, brick wall limiter at zero db just to like make absolutely sure that nothing's getting past it for safety i think that's a great idea and hey if we're going to do that why not have the choice between brick wall limiting and clipping yes i went there i mean because i guess because then it would be become a clipper and it wouldn't be a utility which is very no a, clipping is very uh utilitarian mate so yeah, i feel like it, it could be is it i feel like it could be both to make yeah 
Um, okay. Hey, look, I haven't I haven't done any VST programming for about sixteen or seventeen years. Yes, it would be easy. All right, probably. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so swap the left and right channels. Any phase changes? Yeah, you want to? Hey, no, actually, you don't want to affect the phase. You want to affect the polarity, exactly. James. That's right. Yeah. But- a nice big polarity flip button. Maybe, um, is there a way you could duplicate and flip? No, that would be stupid on one channel. You, in, the, in the live uh, utility plugin, you can invert the polarity of the left and right channels separately. God knows why you'd want to do it, but there's the option. Yeah, I, I'm always a bit flummoxed by that because also it means you need to click twice if you want to do that on a stereo channel. If you just want to yeah, flip the polarity. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, which is annoying. How about this? A very, very simple delay that is linked to your tempo. So you know how you have stuff like Voxengo uh, sample, that sample delaying one, which will delay by a certain number of samples. Yes, yes. So you could basically just make it as a building block delay and uh, maybe a delay at a certain tempo with a dry wet mix and uh, probably not even a feedback control. Just Oh, wow. That's, that, now that seems to be getting into the realms of actually being a delay. But... Um, I think, yeah, just having like a sort of track delay, just like a certain number of mm. samples or milliseconds. And I don't know, like, to be honest, this is getting to the limits of my technical knowledge. Maybe you could like have like a negative delay on it as well or something uh, so sooner. I don't really know how, how that would work, though. Uh, Probably not, I would imagine. Uh, I can't remember. I oh god I okay let's think. let's not my let brain's people not know how stupid we are my brain's not in gear to think about that right now but yeah how about you said samples and milliseconds samples milliseconds and beats how about oh that? okay okay well yeah I, I guess it would just have to take the uh, the tempo from the uh like the thing is i feel like once you're getting into that sync stuff that's just a other another whole layer of complexity but hey oh, then basically <clears throat> you can you can use it as an echo if you want to set it up on a bus or you can use it to delay the signal a little bit just generally yeah um, okay okay uh so Let's get back to this gain control, Tim. That's the whole point. How, yeah. How high does it go? Because there are, it could be too high. There is such a thing as too high. Give me 36 dBs. Why not How 48? about that? Why not? For, that's insane, James. Only a complete <laughs> madman would want 48. Maybe you could have two gain knobs, uh, one major what? and one minor, each going up by 36 dB if you want to. Oh my God. I, I don't even. That sounds completely well, so get insane some to me. Extra juice, but you never accidentally slip and crank it up to like 72 dB and blow everything up. No, that sounds too complicated. Just don't slip mm. is the answer. There, boom. Ah. Uh, what else is in this? JPEG file upload so you can save a picture in your door session? No. Um, oh. What it should have is peak level meter. I think would be uh, good. Literal meter, yeah. Maybe, maybe just even a number. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Is... Like this is. Look, we we've got to bear in mind when we're commissioning this hypothetical plugin. We are both skint. Yeah, so, sure, sure. So we don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to blow our beans on uh, you know craziness no, that we can't no, afford. But, but we discuss what the ultimate utility would be, and then oh, we bring it okay. down a bit, and then we uh, advertise it as the ultimate utility anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, you want um, you want some kind of flipping ballistic display as well, basically for your levels as well, make it all nice. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I I wouldn't rely on a utility for visualization options, especially like you use live. You got meters next to every plugin insert. The meters in live aren't that great. I use the um, I use the span meter to be honest. Mm. The span meter. 
Mm-hmm. What about what about high pass filter? But then you're just getting into filtering. You're just getting into filtering. If you have buddy. a high pass, then why not have a low pass? You know? Then why not have a band pass and a notch pass and a foreman? Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. much. It's too okay, much. Okay, let me blow your mind. Muting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mute. You mute channel. I mean, yeah, me, I guess, yeah, just mute channel. Nothing too crazy. I guess you could turn the gain down. When would you ever use that? Where you couldn't reach your main channels mute for for auto for automation purposes. Okay, uh, automate that and maybe set it up to keyboard control so you can use your QWERTY keyboard to just mute and unmute, which oh, you wow. could do with something else. Well, you can could you just do it with MIDI. Do it with MIDI. Yeah, can you not automate and mute elsewhere in live? Well, yeah, you can. You could do it in Live's built-in uh, utility plugin, but we're talking about the ultimate utility plugin here, buddy. I guess so. Um, what else are we looking at in terms of utilities? I don't know. I guess Live's utilities got some kind of DC offset stuff in there, but I don't understand DC offset, and I never will because I've vowed that I will never learn what it really is all about. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Uh, yeah, I still don't want to know. I just okay. don't want to know. Fine, I, I won't tell you. Okay, good, good. Uh, test tone, how about that? Oh, test tone generation. That would be very cool. Like uh, all your classic test tones, just in case you need them. Oh, yeah, or just sign, basically. I mean, sign, you know, yeah. who just wouldn't want a sign? sign? Yeah, that would work. Um, could we have our faces on it? I think we don't want to off-put people. I think maybe, uh, do we have a logo? Does our podcast have a logo? We don't really, do we? Uh, we kind of did for a while, but not really. No, I think you should just say Appetite for Production podcasts, maybe, small, and then <laughs> subliminally it will get into people's ah. brains. Yeah, maybe it could start streaming the podcast to whatever's... Uh, That's okay, yes. And if you don't register with your email address <laughs> it will at random points just start streaming from like an rss feed or whatever and you'll get our us talking in your daw how about nah, that no one would download that it wouldn't get a good reputation no it would be it. the worst plugin ever made i think basically <laughs> yeah um though that okay. would be you know that would get people talking if we made the worst plugin ever made what about we could maybe? do that what about the worst utility plugin ever made okay how it's- about white noise generation would that uh, be useful? Ooh, yeah, that would be a good get in a signal. Um, that mm-hmm. would be very useful to just whack it up there. But uh, then again, then again, maybe it's too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just random, random, a random digital signal, isn't it? It's not exactly. Yeah, so it's just like generating energy between specific frequencies at a kind of average level. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how the maths work of generating white noise, to be honest. So, but I don't have to program the thing, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, let me just. Uh, uh, you might say steal, but uh, let me just uh, look for inspiration. Oh no, no, I'm all about stealing inspiration. Why wouldn't other, you? Other utility plugins. Uh, what I what I'd like there to be is another podcast that is basically the same as ours, but comes out a couple of days earlier. That we could <laughs> just nick ideas from wholesale. That would seem to be a very proficient approach for me. Oh, Tim, we've we've left out one crucial thing: uh, mid-side encoding and decoding. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, definitely. I love it. 
That needs to be in there. Uh, yeah, that's Beautiful. stolen from Studio One's mix tool. Uh, what else do we have? Nice. Well, do, well, yeah, let's let's just look at all the utility plugins from the big boys. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean you. Yeah, I will, I will. Uh, you got width in Ableton, of course. Uh, monoizing. You've got to do monoizing. I wouldn't do width, but I would definitely do uh, monoizing. I think monoizing's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, just uh, crank that shit down. Oh, oh, yeah, and let no, let's and let's instead of just be monoizing, it's say okay, you can have the left signal or the right signal or summed as well. So, so three types ah. of monoizing for your zero yes. bucks. True, true, true. I mean, right, what what is this thing going to look like? Is it are, is it all going to be very small and refined with tiny buttons, or is it going to be some huge overblown ridiculousness? I okay, I think we're going to have to strike a balance. It can't be too tiny because people on gigantic displays are going to be hacked off with it. Can't be too big because then it's just going to be of no use to man and nor beast. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think medium size is the unsatisfying answer there, basically. Oh, OK. Yeah, I think I think our, I think our logo will be small and clickable, but it shouldn't be so <laughs> clickable that you click it inadvertently every time you fucking use the thing. Basically, Yeah, then we'll just get a shitload of abuse. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, you gave me this free plugin and it's directed me to your website, you idiots. Oh, uh, God. I know you don't pan, but... Uh, Man, don't put, pan. Would we put panning in there? No. That no? is beyond the scope of a utility, I feel. Uh, do you still think that limiting is... Uh, brick wall limiter is... Uh, in the scope of a utility. I think it's I think it's in the scope, but I feel like we should have clipping as well. That's my position on that. I'm I mean, never going to change ever. Clipping as in hard clipping, as in you yeah, basically... Yeah, hard clipping. You, None of that got, pansy ass soft clipping, mate. You've got a brick wall limiter, but you can change the threshold, basically. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And uh, you can use the gain to... Uh, oh, no, that's why you need two gain controls, because you can use the first one to push it up into the clipper... And then the second one to as a makeup gain to make sure it's as loud as it possibly can be. No, absolutely not. If people want to drive it into the clipper, they're going to need to use two instances of the plugin <laughs> and serve them bloody right. What do you reckon? Uh, would be funny. <laughs> so we that's must that's do it what that I that's what I I sometimes use two instances of Ableton Live's uh, utility in uh, tandem to do various things. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what? There's a little treat. I'll tell you what that's for. What I'll do is I'll have the latter one as the monoizer, and uh-huh. I'll use the pan control on the first one. Yes, I'm a hypocrite. So then, <laughs> so then you can then you can choose how much of the left signal and the right signal you're getting in your mono output. Basically, uh, does that make any sense? Yes, it does. It, that wouldn't be necessary if the monoing came before uh, came after the panning. But the monoizing must come before the panning. No, the monoizing comes after because you're choosing the uh, you're choosing the amount of each signal with the with the panning, and then you're monoizing it. Does that make sense? Yes, but in the original setup of the plugin, the monoizing must come before the panning. Oh which, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Two. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, any, if anyone has any suggestions on what to put in the ultimate utility plugin, please get in touch with us because uh, I'm, I'm questioning whether we should make this and uh, just put it out there. Possibly as a free plugin. Possibly, who knows? But it's uh, it's relatively non-taxing on the old DSP. 
Did it yeah, I think the only thing it's going to be taxing is our bank accounts if we actually have to pay a programmer to make it. But may- hey, maybe there'd be someone out there who'd take pity on us. I know so many of these people. I'm sure I could blackmail someone. Oh, really? Oh, I- oh, you've got the pictures, do you? Compromat. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pay for anything. Oh, yeah, I like your style, buddy. <laughs> wicked, wicked. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's those are all the functions I've seen by um, going through various utility plugins on the internet. Um, vibrato, not cool. No, too we much. Don't want any kind too of much. Modulation. No, 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 no. Mm. Yeah. No, no LFOs, baby. No, no LFOs. No, no. This is a utility, not a bloody jukebox. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, let's do it. We'll be millionaires with our free plugin. Yeah, wicked. Look out for it, guys. Drop it on KVR real soon. Oh, a gate. A gate? No! Uh, that's too complicated. Because when you, because then you're going to have to program, like, envelope followers and envelopes and shit, man. Too uh, much. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You can, you, can, you can automate the mute button on and off, and that's your bloody lot. How about hey, that? that's fine. I'd managed to do some music the other night, hey. even though I feel very, very ill, which I'm, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, I've been, I've been whittling down the tracks I've been working on for the past year. I keep bidding stuff, basically. I'm really brutal about it these days. But the ones mm. that have remained, uh, are okay, and I'm, they're going to be, they're basically done or whatever. And I'm just going to leave them for a bit and then have another listen to them in a while before I send them off to anybody. And maybe something will happen with them, and maybe not. Basically. Mm. Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm doing a bit of music tomorrow, uh, what? I think. What? So um, I've basically got some time to do some stuff. I need to get some stuff done, and I've got to test a bunch of different pieces of software, plus those uh, Slate VSX headphones a bit more. Uh, so I'm going to do that tomorrow, I think, and that's going to be at least a bit of time spent uh, getting creative. The thing is, I find it's very tricky to get creative and to test software at the same time, James. You know? Uh, yes, but that's my only opportunity to get creative. Is when to you're testing, while software, testing software. So I don't have the other option anymore, Tim. It's, it's closed off oh, to me. Oh, man. Well, this is a sorry state of affairs. Well, I hope you do get to do some uh, creative stuff. And I hope you like the VSXs. I think they're great. And I'm going to start using them during... I, th- I thought I'd only use them for reference in the end. I think I'm just going to start using them for the composition stage as well. I really like the club um, preset. I think it's. I think it gives you a real insight when you're making dance music. So I'm really, really happy that I bought them, basically. And I was really on the fence before I did, basically. It's only, yeah, it's I- only the 30-day money-back guarantee that pushed me over the edge. I saw their website yesterday and it uh, still says they haven't got many left, but it says they haven't got any left, but only distributors have them now. Uh, so buy yours while you can. And uh, <laughs> it's probably the same kind of thing you fell for. Yeah, no, they totally they totally got me. But I'm glad they did because they, they gaslit me <clears throat> in a good way because otherwise I wouldn't have done it. So fair play, Slate. Your, your lying and chicaneries works out for both of us.
Okay, everybody, it's the end of the episode, uh, but you can still go to a4ppodcast.com to throw us some money on PayPal or go to patreon.com slash a4ppodcast or go to our website and look at those lovely t-shirts, huh? Mm. Huh? I mean, you'd really have to be a person of very generous spirit to do any of those things, I think, considering the quality of what we're putting out into the world. But hey, maybe you're a saint. Maybe you're you're a sinner. Maybe you're the devil. Is this a song? (laughs) Am I going into a song? I'm a (laughs) sinner. I'm a saint. Oh, is it a bitch by Meredith Brooks? Uh, (laughs) Kind of. You're ending the piece with a musical number, are you now? We're going to have to pay a license fee. Okay, right. We're going to do a song. We're going to do a song to play us out. Oh, God. What duet should we do, James? No. Cut the recording. Okay, okay. This episode is over, people. Please go home and uh, don't ever leave ever again.